Has Jesus transformed your life? If he has, then I want to share your story. My name is Kelly and I'm a new Christian who has been through a full heart change recently since I truly accepted the gospel. A huge part of my faith transformation was hearing others' testimonies. Now here I am, ready to share yours and keep the good news spreading. On this podcast, I will read your submitted stories and have you on to share them yourself. My goal is to give back in hopes it helps others grow in their faith. Welcome to Tell Me Your Testimony. Hi friends, Kelly here. Just a quick note, some topics discussed may be sensitive to some listeners. I keep the language clean, but there are adult themes involved. Please be advised this podcast is for adult audiences only. Thank you. Now on to the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to Tell Me Your Testimony. Today is actually a little bit different of an episode. It's just going to be me. I do have a written testimony that I'm going to share at the end. This was sent to me months back when I first started and I was actually kind of just waiting for more written testimonies to come in but I don't want to sit on it any longer and I thought I would share it today as well. But I really just want to kind of reflect on this year, looking into 2022, kind of what has happened. And I'm still kind of blown away. So I have some things that I just want to talk about and share with you today. And I guess it's kind of part of my testimony as well, because as we all know, we are continuing to grow and God continues to work all throughout our lives. So I guess I just wanted to kind of update you on where I'm at with this podcast, how my faith has been, how I've grown, how I've learned to trust God and the amazing friendships I've made in these past few months. So that's going to be today's episode. So I wanted to kind of start off just looking back. I'm recording this December 29th, 2021. So I kind of just want to look back last year, this time last year, around the new year after Christmas, and where I'm at today compared to that time. So last year we had a Zoom Christmas, basically it was our family, and we had... (laughs) We had everything at home. We were still quarantined and very scared of everything and not leaving the house. So it was definitely a different Christmas. And after that, I was just trying to have some type of optimism, something to look forward to. They were talking about the vaccine. That had meant that I could leave my house again without fear and maybe go to the store, maybe go to Home Goods or something. That's kind of the hope that I was holding on to. That was about it. I was trying to figure out how this next year was going to be. If if I could go back in time and ask my past self, would you think that you'd be here today? What I'm doing? Absolutely no. Absolutely not. It was a, I feel like I was just such a completely different person in that short amount of time. And it just kind of just blows my mind and it confirms to me how real Jesus is, how real God's promises are to us. And the fact that he He wants to, he changes us into a new being. We are born again. We are in Christ. And that is just so evident to me just looking back on this year. And uh, it just is amazing. God is, God is amazing. So yeah, I am completely 
different just in this past year. I had very little hope of the future, very nervous and scared still, and uh, just not knowing what the future would hold and constantly trying to better myself, thinking that would help. And what I mean by that is um, I was trying to continue my fitness journey and lose a little bit more weight. And I did have success with that, but the reasons behind it were to fill a void. And that void was, I felt like I had to be a certain way. I had to be what the world was telling me to be. I had to fit into a certain size. I had to have this very specific routine. I had to be this certain type of mom, a certain type of wife. And it was all worldly things that when I was accomplishing them in some ways, I would instantly feel empty. Okay, I did it. Aren't I supposed to feel better now? Yeah, it'd be kind of cool for a minute, but I was always striving for more. And the more I strived, the the worse I felt, the more stressed I felt. And I didn't feel like I had a purpose besides being a mom and a wife. And I felt like I wasn't great at that either. It just goes to show you what God can do in very little time. And honestly, a year is not that long. Looking at it um, just like as a lifetime, a year is nothing. And it's amazing how much can happen in a year. I kind of want to jump a little bit into when I was thinking about doing a podcast, when it was really, really placed on me to do it, and I absolutely had nothing I wanted nothing to do with it. I thought, um, hey, God, I'm the wrong girl for this. This is not anything really in my wheelhouse. I know nothing about podcasting. And I struggled with that for a few months, just kind of going back and forth. There's got to be a reason why I feel so strongly that I need to do this. But I'm so not that person to do it, I felt. And it wasn't until that... that book club meeting. If you go back to my testimony, I kind of share about that in the first episode, but I I kind of gave God like, like, look, I need you to be super clear to me if this is what I'm supposed to be doing because I, I was so impatient. I was so, I needed to know what I had to do, right? And that that same day later on, I realized I had to read a certain chapter for our book club, totally forgot about it. And in this chapter, it talks about doing the thing that's been placed on your heart to do. And the whole chapter, it was just like God talking to me in that. And and all the scriptures that are mentioned in it as well, it was just like, okay, I can't argue with this anymore. I cannot argue. I don't know what I'm doing, but I have to trust God through this process. And that was kind of that moment that changed that I was like, okay, I, I even told my friends, hey, I'm going to do something. I promise I'm going to do something. I just don't know where that's going to go. I've mentioned this a few times to some friends of mine that this whole process of doing the podcast, reaching out to people is so not my personality. I'm naturally an introvert. Um, I have a hard time kind of reaching out and being the first to talk. So this has definitely been a challenging few months in being uncomfortable, but I've noticed the most amazing things happen when I let go of that scared old self and trusting God in this process is when the most amazing things happen and it blows my mind. 
it really does. I just cling on to him tighter because I still struggle with the moments. These moments come and go, and especially recently where I I doubt. I doubt myself. I doubt what I'm doing. I doubt this whole process, and I'm not fully trusting God in those moments. I do struggle with that, and when I do, I feel this this emptiness kind of creep back in. I feel like aimless, maybe, like what I'm supposed to be doing with my life is kind of going off track, and I, I don't feel as close with him when I have those moments, and this past Christmas, this whole like month of December has been so chaotic and crazy that... I've um I've kind of let go of that passion of that trust. Yeah, it's it's definitely affected me this month. Thank God I've I prayed about it. I have I have that drive and the passion back, but it is not it's not easy. And I I want to make sure that anyone listening knows that I do struggle. I struggle with this. I struggle with moving forward. I struggle with doubt that um, this is making any kind of impact at all. Yeah, I I'm just trying to you know be a little honest on that part because uh, it may come off like this is super easy I'm made to do this and it's just so easy like no this is challenging to to do every day and I have to trust God in this and so I wanted to share quickly just some things that have happened in these past couple months that this podcast has been live the first thing I want to to kind of address is that I have been bold and when I say bold, I mean, I have been doing things that I <laughs> would never have done before in regards to this podcast specifically. And one of the things is reaching out, inviting people that I have no idea who they are. The, it started first with reaching out to people via Instagram or YouTube. And I've met some amazing people that way. But the hard part, the hardest part that I've been uh, going through is reaching out to people in real life, in in actual like you know what I mean <laughs> in um in my day-to-day life and this past October I was at a woman's retreat and oh man the it was super strong to address everyone in this um this last day that we were having um during our our service it was kind of like you need to invite everyone to the podcast and I'm like what uh, I felt sick. I started feeling ill. Uh, my stomach was in knots. And I, and through this process, I was just like, okay, you know what? If there's an opportunity to do this, I guess I'll do it. And I ended up actually writing a note to the, the person in charge. And I ran up to the front and I left it. Um, it was actually the wrong seat. So I don't even know she even read it. That I was like, okay, I left a note. That's enough, right? But at the end of the service... The host, she was kind of like, okay, so, um, you know, I just want to ask if anyone has anything that they're going to be doing with their gifts. And that was kind of the whole point of this message was to that we all have special gifts, that we all have certain things that God has made specifically for us to do. And she was kind of asking everyone in the in the church, basically, like, how are you going to do it? What are you going to do when you go home? And so I was like, okay, this is where I need to uh, stand up. And so I did, and I invited everyone to come back, get some information, and I was absolutely terrified, and I, I felt ill. I physically felt sick. Yeah, I get butterflies even thinking about that moment because I was so scared. 
uh, public speaking is is not uh, natural for me. And and so at the end of it, I had a little table set up, a little scratch piece of paper. I got some names and some emails and numbers and stuff. And looking back now, I actually need to go back and reach out again uh, to those people. But that first huge step, that first trusting him, just doing the podcast, but then continually to trust him in these types of moments has been um, has been difficult, but has been amazing at the same time. Because not only did I invite everyone there, the other women in my group who didn't really have any idea what I was doing now knew about it. They wanted to be supportive and listen and um, just, I don't know, I just felt so embarrassed or ashamed or I just didn't want to talk about it and I I can't really explain why but that was like a really really big moment as far as trusting God and doing something that my flesh did not want to do at all I just wanted to sit quietly not do that but uh, I had to trust him because the Holy Spirit was just earth just pushing me really really hard to do this and so I had to trust him another really big moment that happened was actually um earlier in December we had a uh, ministry come and visit our church and this ministry had some amazing testimonies and I would love to work with them in the future but I I went up to him this is another thing that I would never have normally done But I was really pushed to talk to him afterward and just let him know what I'm doing and if I could get his card and, um, you know, reach out to him maybe in the future. And so I did that a couple weeks later and I was sitting on this for that whole time that I needed to address our church about the podcast. And that was something that was just like, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. I'm going to just embarrass myself it's going to be a nightmare just all those things that immediately came to my mind and so I actually procrastinated and pushed it off for a few weeks and then one night it was a Sunday night I I just okay I have to trust I have to trust this this God this is your podcast not mine I am doing your will not mine and so I emailed our pastor and I was like, he's not going to write me back. He's going to tell me to get lost. Uh, there's, there's just no way. Like, I'm, a, I'm an idiot for doing, like, all those things come to my mind. And the next day, he actually emailed me. And he wanted, not only did he want me to address our church the next week, he wanted to have me come in and just sit down and talk to him about it. And so I came in and he just kind of sat down and we talked about the what I was doing. And, um, he said, the message that I'm speaking about this week is about joy and the joy that comes from sharing what Jesus has done in our life, the joy that comes with the gospel. And he's like, this fits so perfectly what you're doing. And uh, he's like, this has to be God. And the other thing that blew my mind was he said, Oh, by the way, we're making a podcast studio. Let me show it to you. And my mouth dropped because I couldn't believe that and he said this is yours if you want to use it once it's ready you can come in and record in here and that was something that I've been praying about was what to do with the future as far as equipment and um, just kind of making improvements so that was something that I was just I was kind of worried about and (sighs) 
yeah, that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. And the opportunity that I get to um, work with them with that, I'm just, I'm honored. And this is 100% God, again, showing me what I'm doing isn't for nothing and that I need to trust him. And it's just, it was just beautiful. I just, uh, that moment, like that whole week, I was so blown away with our conversation that we were having. And nervous of course about speaking on Sunday but I did I invited our church at all the services to participate if they'd like and just kind of share about what the podcast is doing that the podcast of now that I'm recording this is in 24 different countries in a couple months and I'm I'm happy to be doing this I'm beyond happy to be doing this but it's not easy and that's just kind of what I want to talk about too is that this might look flawless or just super easy, but if God calls you to do something, know that you have to trust him every single day with it. You can't do it on your own. I have, I've been learning that I cannot do this on my own. This is his. He's guiding me because when I try to take the reins over, I just become a mess and I become detached. And yeah, it's it's hard. It's uh, it's amazing. It's beautiful. And one of the, one of the best parts about this so far is the friendships that I've made with many, many women that I've talked to, that I've communicated with, that I've shared. Not only the podcast, but just becoming a Christian in general. This past year has opened up some beautiful friendships that I'm so grateful for, that God knew that I needed. He knew that I needed the right people in my life to help me along, to help me follow him, to keep me on the path, keep me growing, and oh, that's the best part of this right now is having those people there and a lot of them are different countries different states but I know that I can reach out to them anytime and talk to them and they know the same that they can talk to me whenever the friendships that I've made locally are just beautiful like I just so 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 amazing and I love this I love that that part of it because for a long time I had trouble finding real friends, trusting people, opening up. I had maybe like one or two friends this past eight or nine years besides my husband. And past not even a year, six, seven, eight months, I've made some amazing friends. Like I just, it blows my mind and it's, it's God. Like it just, it is. And I love it. So kind of going into how I've grown in the first six months being a Christian, not even having to do with the podcast is being a Christian. I have learned to listen and I've learned to try to be quiet and listen and be still, just hear his voice, hear his word, listening to the Bible. I'm I'm still an avid, like I listen to it, but I'm I'm starting to re- actually read and highlight and do that kind of Bible study, but listening to his word, it's different every time I hear it and it's he speaks through it. And that's, that's something that I never knew about. I never understood that, that it's a living word. And the amazing part is that you can read and study the Bible, but if you don't actually do the things that it says, you're missing something. You're missing out. It's the truth, living, living the way he wants us to live. There's just nothing that compares to that. And it has opened my eyes to this world that we live in and how different it is. There's so many things that convict me now that would have never, I never would have thought twice about. I don't really cuss. I think I've said one swear word (laughs) 
in the past nine months maybe and I used to have the worst worst mouth that's something and then the things that I watch and listen to now are completely different and I'm just very careful about that I don't want certain things to be going into my eyes and my ears and the reason for that is not because I think I'm better than someone it's because I know those things can actually hurt me in the long run and it could be simple things like I don't really watch uh, reality TV anymore. I used to love those types of shows. I used to love the drama, the gossipy type of content that is no longer what I like. I have no desire for that. <laughs> like now, I love to listen to other Christian podcasts. I love to watch a lot of like DIY stuff because I, I still have that kind of like arts craft arts and craft type of side to me so I like to do that kind of thing I guess that's kind of it I love to listen to like evangelism type of things bible studies it's just completely changed and I feel so much better I feel so much better about myself I don't have that self-hatred anymore um of course I still deal with those doubting moments and I'm nowhere near perfect nowhere near but listening to the bible and what god wants us to do for our life has changed my life and not only being saved and being baptized this year it has trickled down to our family our whole family is different our dynamic is different my girls are getting along better of course they still struggle they're very young but there's this like calm peace in our house now and it's not, it's not always like that every single day, but it's the majority of the days, and that's God. I wanted to also just kind of talk about the goals I have for this podcast in 2022. I want to, as much as possible, keep an episode once a week. I would love to have some more written testimonies, but I love the fact that everyone wants to come on, and I will not push that. <laughs> if someone wants to come on, they are more than welcome to share. And I just, I just love that. I think it was just my mind that I thought no one want, would want to come on and share. They all would want to write. And absolutely, if you feel like that's the type of thing you want to do, you can. But I, I love having people on to share. Just that opportunity for them to give glory to God and have others listen that wouldn't normally have the opportunity to listen. So yeah, just keeping on with that schedule. I would I would love to do some type of travel interviews. Uh, I don't know if that's possible, but that's something that would be awesome to do. You know, God willing, if that happens. But if not, I, I love to do remote stuff as well. It's been working pretty well. I guess another thing that I would love to do is find a way to give back and, and donate to some some ministries that I've going to love and maybe raise money for them so that's another goal that I have and honestly just keeping this going is just the goal is to have as many testimonies as possible to share with as many people as possible is the ultimate goal for this so yeah just um, keeping up with that to kind of wrap up my little <laughs> my little uh, spiel here I want to thank all of the guests who have come on this year, who have trusted me to share their testimony, 
to give them an opportunity to share with people, to trust me in the editing process, and to bear with me (laughs) with, you know, just me being new at this. I am so incredibly thankful for every single person who's come on and shared. Your stories that you've shared have reached and touched people more than you can understand, more than I'll ever understand. And I am just, I just want to thank you. Just thank you so much because without your testimonies, I would just stop at mine (laughs) and that would be it, you know? So I, I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are all my friends. I'm here if you ever want to talk. I I love you guys. So just thank you for all of that. To any future guests that want to be on, uh, just know that I love doing this and I realize the weight of this and sometimes that scares me, but I'm, like I said, I want to trust God and just know that your stories and they're not going in vain. If you think that your testimony isn't like amazing or crazy or just no 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 those are lies and if you feel like you are able to share then please share it too if you're nervous I make it super easy it's just like talking with a friend basically just sharing what God has done and how you've come to know him or whatever type of testimony you want to share but just know that there's a reason you're being pulled to share and we may never know the extent of that but you just have to trust it. So I'm here for that. I just, I'm just so grateful for everyone. So thank you. Okay. So I'm actually going to share this written testimony. So this was actually sent to me originally back in August when I was very first, the podcast wasn't even live. I was just trying to ask people who wanted to share to share. And um, this is from Christina. So I'm going to go ahead and read her testimony. I got clinically addicted to prescription hydrocodone when I was 25 and pregnant with my second child. I trusted it because it was given by my OBGYN. He overprescribed me 30 a week with three refills a month. By the time I had my son, I was addicted to opiates. I got pregnant back to back. So the doctor kept me on the meds for two pregnancies. When I was six months pregnant with my third child, I was also buying them off the street to feed my addiction. Shortly after I had my daughter, I was using all our bill money and buying pills to feed my addiction. It became a monster. I was a good mom up until then. At this point, I only cared about my habit. It robbed everything from me. We didn't have a lot of programs to go to back then. At least I didn't know about addiction or what to do about it. When my ex-husband took my children from me and filed for custody, I gave up. They had been my whole life, my whole world. It seems like the more I tried to get a handle on it, the further I slipped away from them. I looked up one day and it had been one year, then three years, and then 10 years had gone by without seeing them. They seemed completely gone. By this time, I was a full heroin addict. I lived to numb myself from the pain of losing them. I was in and out of jails, 21 times to be exact, 17 times in detox, three different times in rehabs. Never stayed sober when I got out. By this time, I was homeless, living on the street, in and out of toxic relationships. I didn't care. I was just a lifeless shell. Didn't care anymore. 
I was just waiting to die of an overdose. In 2017, I overdosed on heroin that was cut with fentanyl. My friend whose apartment I was at just happened to have Narcan. He administered it to me. He said I was gray already. It was the worst he had ever seen anyone who overdosed. I was gone, he thought, but I came too. My arm was abscessed very badly. I had a 103 degree fever. I wouldn't go to the hospital from fear of not being able to get high. I was sick. After my overdose, I could feel God pressing in on me. See, I had come to know about Jesus one of those times I went through a Christian rehab, but he never did for me what he did for the other women, which was bring my children back. I was angry at God. See, I kept expecting God to give me something instead of looking for him to heal me. I was seeking his hands instead of his heart. So after my overdose, things went pretty quick. God was cornering me in. The officer said I went into a department store and didn't even try to conceal it. I went and grabbed a purse off the shelf, walked around the store, just putting stuff in, and then walked out. They stopped me. I didn't fight. I collapsed. I was screaming for help. I was dying. At the jail, they had put me into medical due to my abscess on my arm and to detox off of heroin. I laid on the cold concrete floor, soaking wet for five days, and begged for God to take me. Then the deputy came over the intercom and said I had a visitor. I didn't fill out a visitation card at check-in, so who was it? I go up to visitation, so sick. All I could do was lay my head on the bench. I heard a voice in front of me that said, Are you ready to come home? I looked up at the familiar voice, and it was my old house mother, Lisa, from one of the Christian programs I had went to 11 years prior. She had always had a burden for me and prayed for me throughout my journey. All I could say was, I don't want to die out here. That night, I went back to my cell, and I was sitting on my bunk and started dreading going back to a quote-unquote God program. I was dreading even thinking about opening a Bible or praying. I shut God off a long time ago. He didn't love me, I thought. So I started saying, if you are so loving, God, why don't you ever bring my kids back to me? You never do that for me. I instantly heard a voice say to my heart, you won't let me. Your kids didn't leave you. You left your kids. Now let me bring you back. That hit me like a ton of bricks. I started crying and said, but God, you don't know what it's like to want your children so bad and to miss them and you can't have them. He said, I do. I started sobbing. So that night I decided to give it one more chance. I made a deal with myself that I would try it someone else's way for once in my life. That way, if I didn't work out, I could blame them this time. I went through the program and God started to dig up roots I had from my childhood. Deep wounds that needed healed. The reason why I was the way I was all those years is because I had wounds that were so painful. God was wanting to heal me. He delivered me during my time there. I gave him my desire to ever use again. I truly gave it to him, and he took it. I'm four years clean and sober today from heroin. I, for once in my life, have my own car 
in my own house. I have had the same job for three years now. And for once, I depend solely on God and Christina. No man, no one. He has restored my relationship with my father and restored my mother. I am praying for him to restore my children when they are ready. They are very angry at me for choosing drugs over them. I understand completely. But not a day has gone by that I didn't miss them terribly. I pray one day they will give me a chance. They are all three beautiful, great human beings. At the end of the day, I can say I am so blessed that God set me free. Now I also work mentoring other ladies to not make the same mistakes I did as a mother. I show them there is a way to a better life, and that way is called Jesus. If God can change me, he can change anyone. Amen. Thank you so much, Christina, for writing that in. I wanted to apologize for sitting on it for a long time, and it's because I honestly thought that a lot of people would write in, and you know what? It's the timing is perfect as always. So I do want to apologize for not getting this out quickly, but I feel like this is when I'm supposed to share it. So again, thank you for trusting me to share and your testimony is beautiful. I'm I'm praying for you and your family. It's amazing what God can do when we are at our lowest and that he is always seeking a relationship with us, even when we turn our backs. It's just amazing what he's done with you. So thank you, Christina, for sharing that. That's going to be it for today's episode. I will have a guest back next week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, if you like what you're hearing, I would love it if you could leave a review. If you're listening on Apple, it's the best compliment I can get. It helps the podcast reach others. And it just in more ways than you can possibly know. Thank you again to all the guests who have been on. It means so much to me, and I'm so grateful to be here and to be able to share your testimonies with everyone. So thank you again, and I will be back next week. With this podcast, I also want to make sure that everyone listening hears the gospel. So if you're listening and you've heard the gospel, but you're not really sure what it means, you've grown up in church and you've heard it preached, but the words kind of just go in one ear and out the other, and you haven't really experienced a true change or have a heart for Jesus. So I want to give you a summary of what the gospel is. The gospel means good news. And yeah, it is definitely good news, and here's why. God created man in his image. He made us to worship and to be in full relationship with him. Everything he created was good. And then man sinned by disobeying God's command when Eve ate that fruit in Eden. Basically, they thought that they knew best and that they could figure out the rules for themselves and they could take it from here. If you have small children, do you notice how they disobey at such a young age? No one teaches them that. This rebellion is a part of that fall from Adam and Eve and it's basically a curse and God created us to have free will so unfortunately this is what they chose because God is so glorious 
perfect and just, he cannot have a full relationship with a sinner as he intended. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So hang on to this for a minute. I'm going to take you through why the Bible is so important and why it's the living word of God. Throughout the Old Testament, you will find that man is constantly sinning. God gave them rules and the Ten Commandments to live by. One of the ways they atoned for sins was to sacrifice a spotless lamb, but of course they would sin again and have to do this over and over again. God made sure that his commandments and rules would be followed by the Jewish people over time, and he preserved his words in the Jewish Torah over thousands of years. A few hundred years before Christ came, he let the prophets of the Old Testament know what he was going to do about the sin problem. They stated that God would send his son to save the world, and this was also preserved through time. Now when Jesus came, there were many Jewish people that did not like what he was teaching. The religious leaders of this time, they did not have a Heart for what he was trying to do. A lot of the people misinterpreted the prophet's message that the Messiah would free the Jewish people from oppression and specifically at that time the Roman Empire that was ruling over them. But that was not God's plan. His plan was for a Jew and non-Jewish people, also known as Gentiles, to be saved and to be a part of his kingdom. When Jesus was crucified, his last words before dismissing his spirit were, it is finished, meaning that he was fulfilling the prophecy that he would die. He would be the perfect lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice, to take on God's wrath for sin for everyone that believes in him. He was fully God and fully man. He was always there throughout time. Basically, he took the punishment that we all deserve. Now, we have all sinned. Every single one of us. Nobody is perfect. Even as young children, we lie, we dishonor our parents, and that is still a sin in God's eyes. No one is exempt here. God took it upon himself to solve that problem, to let us be in a full relationship with him, and when we are in a full relationship with him, the gifts that he gives with that are so amazing. One of the things that Jesus said before he descended into heaven was that I am going to send a friend to you as promised. That friend is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a third person in the Trinity. He is there to remind us that we are never alone. He dwells within us. He guides us. He protects us. He gives us peace when we dwell with him. And if you look up the fruit of the Spirit, that will help you understand what he does. Most of the world has heard John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that's kind of it in a nutshell. We're all sinners. God solved that problem by sending Jesus, and he requires us to trust and believe that he is the Messiah and to make it known to others and to walk with him for the rest of our days. And I promise he will never fail you. We also must turn from our sin, or in other words, repent. We walk differently than how we were before knowing Christ, and these testimonies should show how amazing and freeing his grace is. One of the most beautiful things that I'm learning is that God's promise for full redemption of all creation. He promises that all believers will live with him as first intended in Eden. He will wipe away all sin forever, no more tears, a new heaven, and a new earth forever. And you can find this in Revelation 21. I hope this helps make sense of what the gospel is.
I encourage you to read the New Testament. Maybe use the Bible app if you don't have a physical Bible. But there are tons of resources there to help you understand. Please get in the Word. There are a lot of Christians out there that are self-proclaiming that they have not read the Bible. I was one of them. I never touched it. I didn't get it. Now I cannot get enough of it. Another thing that is so important to realize is that you cannot gain salvation by doing good works. We cannot earn our way to heaven. The reasons why Christians do good things is because we are saved, not to be saved. So if you're stuck in that thought that you have to constantly redeem yourself, Jesus died for that. He is the one that did it. So because you're saved, you want to do good things, not the other way around. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. Jesus also simplified things for us. Because there were so many rules, actually over 600 rules in the Jewish Torah, he simplified it with this. All of the commands are so simple. Love your Lord your God. Love other people as you do yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope this encouraged you to get in your Bible. If you have not read it in a while, reach out to a church maybe and get plugged in. It is so important to walk with others in this journey. We are not meant to be alone in our walk with Christ. I also want to leave you on this note. When you're reading the Bible, think of this. The entire Bible from start to finish is about Jesus. Read it with that perspective and I promise it will change your life. Psalms 105.1 says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. I hope that these stories resonated with you. There is such a beautiful power in what Jesus can do in our lives. If you would like to share your testimony, you can email me at tellyourtestimonypod at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at tell me your testimony pod and reach out there if you enjoyed today's podcast all i ask is that you consider leaving a review as it helps the show get recommended to more people and of course i appreciate you sharing it with your friends as well thank you so much for being here and i'll be back to share more testimonies next week god bless